if you didn't start Instagram, you'd still be on Facebook. And it's just like, I guess you've got to always take your business where the people are going and it's like interacting with. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to up-level your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited today to be bringing you our marketing coordinator, Bridget, who has been with Hair Candy for a few months now, and she has dramatically helped us grow our Instagram following and our TikTok following. She is a social media genius. I have been talking with her, trying to figure out what it is exactly that she's been doing to help us have such insane growth. We have actually gone from a couple hundred followers to 20,000 followers on TikTok within about a month, which is pretty insane. We had a couple videos go viral with, you know, six or seven million views, which is pretty cool. And she is going to be sharing all of her tips and tricks on how to grow your Instagram and also how to grow your TikTok. We also get into why you need to create different kinds of content for Instagram and TikTok because the platforms work differently. So you need to customize your content to the platform that you're creating for. So I know you guys are going to really enjoy this episode and get a lot out of it. We also go into influencer marketing and how you can work with influencers. And yeah, it's really, it's a great episode. You guys are going to love it. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Bridget. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. So thank you for being here. Hi, I am so excited to be on your podcast, Shakira. I'm a big fan. So this is such an incredible moment to actually be on here. Oh, yay. That's so good to hear. I love that. So today we're going to talk all about marketing, about social media. We're going to talk a lot about TikTok. And I just wanted to give everyone a little bit of a insight, I guess, into who you are and your background. Um, I know you've been with Hair Candy for about four months now. Is that right? I think it's even longer than that now. Time flies when you're having fun. It's flying. It's been such a whirlwind, but yeah. Yeah, she's been been with us for a few months now Um, and you've done such amazing things in the business. You've been able to help us grow so much. It's been absolutely incredible. So I'd love to know just before you came to Hair Candy, what was your background in marketing and in your career and where have you come from? Yeah, of course. So I have actually always been super interested in social media, even when I was like, 14, 15, which is like crazy young age. And I always knew I wanted to be kind of working in this um, industry. I had some family members that lived in LA and did lots of um, like marketing jobs for big celebrities and brands. So I was just like always 
in love with the idea of just like pursuing that and I always had a big passion for social media so I went to university and studied like marketing and I feel like I learned more outside of university just like applying my skills like in a role and like kind of finding my niche which I feel like is definitely content creation and social media and how like I can help scale businesses with social media and the power that it has now. I've previously worked for lots of different industries, mainly in fashion. And so I've worked for a big online e-commerce brand and I did all their marketing and social media. So I guess it was different in a sense that it was more about selling the outfits and the clothes. So it'd be just like outfits after another and I would do all the TikTok planning. Um, Another big aspect of my job there was influencer marketing. So I would work with influencers and send them contracts and discussing like the agreements with that. So I did a lot of like PR work with them, which I actually love. Like it's always super fun. And we didn't focus on any Instagram collaborations. We, our main focus was actually on big TikTokers because of the reach. And we just found that that generated way more leads for us. So Every single collaboration we did there was big TikTok influencers, which was really good insight to see like what actually gives your business return. I feel like the dynamics of social media has changed so much in past. It would have always been Instagram, but I feel like TikTokers are generating more like consumable content that is more shareable for your brand as well. So that was super interesting. And we did a lot of like brand trips as well. So we would like overseas international trips and like I organized the whole trips and influences and yeah it was just super fun but I kind of changed into the hair industry this year I got offered an opportunity at another hair brand and there I was just kind of doing a lot of research on what salons were performing really well and what content was like going viral because I feel like you can be posting the most beautiful, glamorous photos, but you, I feel like the viral ability, <laughs> the ability to go viral with those videos is what can really take your business to the next level. And I guess that can lead into my beginning at Hair Candy. So when I started at Hair Candy, I was trying to find different ways that I could bring all those skills and kind of work them into the Hair Candy brand. So when I got here was there was only like three or so videos on the hair candy TikTok page. And I was like, this is like a potential like platform that we could be growing our business and scaling our business, getting more followers. So I, yeah, when I was deciding on what content I wanted to create for hair candy, I, me and Shakira first discussed what we want our brand to say and what our brand voice wanted to say And we created these pillars that we were like, we want it to be educational, informative. We want to entertain. We want to give value to our customers. And we obviously want to showcase the expertise of our stylist at Hair Candy. So we kind of created a bit of a formula using those different pillars to start making different content. So I guess like to show the expertise, for example, with the salon business, I guess it's showing the hairstylist in the consultation style videos and stuff like that or showing the formulas that they used and like how that they took it from this to this as well as do it using that more entertaining space for creating like fun 
videos with our staff. So I feel like we kind of implemented a bit of a content schedule with that um, to kind of, yeah, get to where we are at the moment, which is super exciting and just growing the TikTok as well as the Instagram. I found that when you are blowing up on TikTok, like as long as you have the your website and Instagram in your TikTok, you can be getting people directed to your Instagram. You get more followers through there as well as website leads. So it's super exciting. It's the new time. I love that. I think that's so true. That's such an interesting point. The more TikTok followers you get, the more flows over onto Instagram, which is really good. And I think before you came along, we were so heavily focused on Instagram and I felt like we had almost just gotten to a point where we couldn't grow. Like no matter what we did, it just wasn't going anywhere and we tried different things and it wasn't working but then as soon as we got the TikTok and then we had a few videos go viral then all of our Instagram started to really lift as well so it's interesting how it's like a really nice combination of the two platforms and how they can work so well together to grow the brand and I also love what you said too just a side note about that you went to university but you've learned so much more on the job. I think that's so amazing too, because I know a lot of business owners, like even myself, I started as a hairdresser and I didn't know how to run a business. And sometimes I would think I need to have like a degree in business or I need to have this or that, but there's actually so much on the job learning that you do from trial and error. And of course, like there's value in going to university and learning things and you would have learned a lot, but there's also so much value in that on the job training and that on-the-job experience that you get. And I think for other business owners, it's good for them to remember, like you don't have to know everything. You don't need to have a degree in all these things. You just have to try things and then see what works and then keep doing more of those things that are working. Absolutely. I think that especially in the marketing realm, like everything's changing so quickly. Like what you learned like four years ago is going to be completely different to it is now, especially with all the new apps and websites that are being developed and um, TikTok definitely wasn't around when I was at uni, which is like one of the biggest platforms for discoverability, I guess, um, and getting those new people to come and see your profile. So what you were saying, I feel like Instagram's definitely hit that point where it's harder to go viral. Um, Back in the day, it used to be a lot easier to go viral on Instagram and get more followers organically. But I feel like TikTok has kind of taken the lead with that as when you open TikTok, you go straight to the For You page and that takes you to completely unknown creators and businesses that you haven't seen before. Whereas Instagram is more like you open your page and it's who you're following. So I guess it has that more visibility for like expanding your brand and getting new audiences to come and see how amazing you are. That's so true. I think that's such a good point. Like, and one thing you've done as well, like we've had quite a few people run our marketing at Hair Candy and you have by far grown the most and you have gotten the most growth out of our accounts and gotten the most exposure for the brand because of using these different tactics. And it's like you said, Instagram, it's still relevant, but it's not like you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, really. Like if you're solely relying on Instagram to generate everything, then your business probably isn't going to be as successful as it could be if you did kind of move into some of these other platforms like TikTok, for instance. I think it's like you can't just rely on the old strategies and the old way of thinking. You've got to keep up with what's current. 
Absolutely. Even trying whatever comes out and everyone's kind of trying this new platform and stuff like that. Like you always just have to give it a go and put your brand out there and see how that works for you. I guess it's like if you didn't start Instagram, you'd still be on Facebook. And it's just like, I guess you've got to always take your business where the people are going and it's like interacting with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another point that you made before was that we tried some different videos where we're showing more of the client experience. And I think that was a bit of a missing link that we had previously because we were making like a lot of funny staff videos and stuff and they would always do really well, but we would just do like the generic, you know, before and after transformation. But the video, our biggest video that went viral, which is at like how many million, like six, seven million, something like that. Yeah, I think between Instagram and TikTok, it's nearly at 8.5 million. That's like crazy. Yeah, that's that's our like insane. best performing video. And the funniest thing about it is it's not actually a like mind blowing video. It's literally just a client sitting in the chair and then the hairdresser doing a consultation. Like that's all the video is, but it's showing that expertise and it's showing that kind of behind the scenes and what the customer can actually expect when they come to our business. And I think that's perhaps what a lot of other people might be missing in their strategy as well, is they're just showing the outcome. They're just showing the desired result that they can achieve, but not showing like, how do you actually get to that result? Or what are the steps that you take to get that end result? Whereas you need to kind of show the whole journey to the customers so they can just picture it in their mind and they'll be more attracted to want to work with you. Absolutely. It's a service that you're selling and you've got to show the full experience of what they're going to get. And like everyone, it's relatable and it's consumable content because like, you know, everyone's going to relate to some, some things, but like things like that, everyone's going to be like, I've had that experience before. I can see where that is. And um, another few reasons why that worked so well for us is also, I know that TikTok is trying to promote longer videos at the moment. So like, you've just got to like, the algorithm always is ebbing and flowing in different ways. It's always changing. But like, I know when they release a new feature, for example, they're trying to get people to use that and implement that new feature so that like, it can take off. So I know like at the time that we posted that TikTok was trying to promote longer videos. So like that's why one of the reasons why it worked really well for us as well. And another amazing thing that I kind of wanted to touch on that I think it's super interesting about TikTok as well. Instagram is starting to implement it as well is SEO. So they are implementing it within their videos. And I guess with all the new technology with AI and everything, there are some like really cool ways that you can use SEO in your videos that aren't just through hashtags or in the captions, which is super interesting. So, um, yeah. I want to know about this. This is interesting. So Instagram has recently just started um, implementing this, which is really exciting. And that is by like text on screen, as well as adding captions to your video via the platform that you are using. Um, And then it can pick up the writing and stuff that's in your video. And I also had like a fun tip um, for people that if you wanted to edit your video on, um, say, a cap cut or something and you had like beautiful text and stuff that you wanted to use, um, a little fun tip that you can do to still use the SEO and get the like um, outcomes from that is you can add them on your video, but just like drag them to the side and it will just hide it. But you're still coming up in the SEO search bars and it's 
getting super advanced, which is so cool, but like it's helping businesses grow and you can kind of um, scale it that way. So just like making sure that you're doing everything to optimize your videos, depending on whatever brand you are, just if you're posting a video, you could even just say it's a fashion video. You can just put like Australian fashion and then drag it to the side and that will like help with SEO as well, which is super interesting how it's all working. But yeah, that's just a fun tip for anyone out there that's wanting to start using the SEO on TikTok and Instagram. I love that. I've never known that before. So that is really interesting. I think that's super helpful as well. And I was going to say too, going back to that viral video, that was one of the things as well that we do in our business, which is super standard and to me, super boring. Like being a hairdresser, I've like consulted like thousands of people in the past and I'm like, who would want to watch that? And I think that's another thing too, when you are making this kind of content, not to think like, well, that's boring because I do it every day because someone else watching or your customer watching might be like, that is the most interesting thing I've ever seen. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was what goes on. And it's so easy when you're so used to doing something constantly to forget that it might be interesting to people on the outside, to your potential customers. So no, absolutely. I think that's why when you're creating like the pillars of content you want to put out, behind the scenes footage of your business or a day in the life video of what you do in a day, even though to you it might be like mundane, like that's just my working day to people. It's so interesting seeing what other people do and like how their business operates or like even just like with that video, just like the process behind it, like the talking and just like, yeah, it's it's interesting. But I think that's the thing with TikTok and kind of where Instagram's leading to it's becoming more real and like relatable I mean you can make a crazy high production video and spend thousands of dollars on it and it could flop whereas you could just do it like a 10 second video on your iPhone and that could pop off like it's it's interesting the dynamic but people are kind of wanting to just see more real stuff and just like relate to it. So I guess that's like where like content is heading and you've kind of got to take advantage of that because it's super easy to create. So yeah, now's the time to like start making those behind the scenes or like taking videos of the smaller things in your business um, that you might even not even think about um, making content with, but just like implementing that and yeah, generating some content and seeing how it goes. It's everyone will find it interesting. I love that too, because I know I would rather spend like, rather than spending thousands of dollars on like some professional video, I'd so rather just pull out my iPhone and, you know, make some content. So that's some money and and then you might get more exposure from that. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. So with TikTok, how would you explain the specifics of TikTok's algorithm? So how does it differ from other platforms? Um, and what would you say are like the key factors on TikTok? Yeah, absolutely. It's always changing. So like keep that in mind, like always do your research at the time that you're like wanting to understand it a bit more. But currently at the moment, I know that when you post a video, it will send it out to like a sample audience of about like 250 or so people. So if your video is stuck on those lower views, it is because it's just getting to that sample audience, but how it gets boosted to, it will keep going on levels of different audiences, if that makes sense. Like it would start at that and then it will send it to more and more. And the reasons that you can get those more views is through a few different factors, including like comments, 
and shares are the main ones, but also saves is a new, like newer feature on TikTok as well. So those are the main ones. So you're wanting people to share it on their like Instagram or share it to their friend. That is one of the biggest things is making shareable content. Like, did you see this? Like, or like, yeah, just having things that are relatable. Like, oh, I would love to get this done. Like, look how amazing this service is. Like, sending it to your friends or like, did you see this? So making it shareable is the main thing that I would stress. And then with the comments, making it engaging, you've got to have something that starts a conversation. Like I know the videos that have done really well for us, it's people like, oh, like she said this and this, like what does she, what is she using? And then we'll respond back and creating more of a communication, like a thread in the comments is like a major thing to push that out. So making sure it's engaging, like what do you want people to say back to your content? What's the conversations around that? And it's super interesting because you can kind of see like, oh, what people don't know. And then I know what we did was any comments that people asked us about the business or about hair candy, we would respond with another video. So that's also another feature that we um, can implement on TikTok is you can reply to a comment with a video and just responding via that. And it's really awesome because it adds your video to the comment section of your first video that's kind of popping off. So people will be led straight directly to that and that will generate more views as well. In a fast-paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. And then other factors when you're trying to get that algorithm working in your favor, I guess, is people's attention spans are shrinking. So you've kind of got to grab their attention. Um, Some things that I find just simple tips that help is like good lighting, good audio and good resolution. And just having that first like two seconds even. I don't even know if you get that, but to like capture someone and be like, oh, what's going on there? So yeah, it's always changing, but those are some tips that you can factor in as well. I love that. I thought that was really smart what you did on that viral video. Again, the same one that I'm referring to. You guys are all going to have to go to our TikTok and look at it. It's pinned at the top. Everyone's going to have a look and they'll know what we're talking about. Um, But that video, you you showed the uh, process, but you didn't show the end result. And then everybody was commenting, where's the final result? You know, and I noticed that when I'm on TikTok too, if someone's got a video and they're like, come back for part two or whatever. I'm like, oh, now I've got to go see part two. Like you can't leave me hanging. I need to know what happens. And I thought that was a really smart strategy. That is for engagement. People commenting, where's part two? I want to see the result. 
that is kind of working the algorithm in your favor with those comments like they're saving it because they want to come back or they're following you because they want to see the next result like kind of leaving a cliffhanger on a tv show like you're like I need to go watch the next episode but I guess that in social media form so yeah I guess that's also another way is like making them want a bit more making them need to come back to your page make giving them a reason to follow you so I think yeah they're good points I love that so much what are your thoughts on leveraging influencer marketing within TikTok Um, I know before you spoke about you did a lot of that in your previous role Um, but I guess for people listening like how could you identify like what kind of influencers you want to work with and like how you could collaborate with them Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely works a lot better, I find, than Instagram because you could do a collaboration on Instagram and they give you three static images that, I don't know, like they could be amazing, but I don't know, It's with TikTok, at least you know they're going to be creating a video. It's on their page, so they're obviously wanting it to perform well, especially if they've got a bit of a following. And to find the people that work well for your brand, I guess you're identifying who does reflect your brand? Like what is the personality type that you want to be putting out there? I guess I feel like I would just go onto their page and see what they're posting and seeing if those values and what the content they're posting aligns to your brand. But another thing I would always, always do, you could find a page and it looks amazing. Like this girl's awesome. The comments, especially if you're like wanting to, I know when I worked in fashion, like target, like more of a female demographic. Um, if you go onto a really stunning girls page, but all the comments are men, I guess, like I would always go and look on, but when I worked in fashion, look on the page and see if girls were asking like, where's your outfit from? Where's your skirt from? Like more like engaging with their fashion and like they're being post, they're posting and people are interested in their fashion. So I guess like you've really got to narrow down like you can find your people but then you have to see what the comments are and what their audiences are wanting so if for example in like our industry like if you're wanting to find someone we'd have to find a girl with fabulous hair and everyone wants to ask her mostly a female demographic because that's who we're targeting so you would want her comment section to be predominantly female engaging about her beauty asking for tips asking about like her routines and stuff like that so finding the right people who post your content and then making sure that their audience also aligns with who you're wanting to target I love that. I think that's such good advice because I I know I started influencer marketing. I was thinking about that day was 10 years ago. It was yeah, such a long time ago. Early to the game. I was early to the game and it was like just starting to become a thing and I had no idea what I was doing and I would just take anyone. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do your hair for free. Sure, come in. And I really didn't know, you know, obviously any of this information and we did find that certain people would obviously perform better and others would not. And I would just kind of go for people that had nice hair or they produced nice quality images, but I never thought about who's actually following them. And one of the things I think we've found has worked really well over the years in our business specifically is fitness influencers, um, female fitness influencers, because they have a lot of female followers and then they're looking up to them, you know, saying like, what workouts do you do? You know, what, like what outfits are you wearing on the weekend? They're really interested in them as a person and they provide so much value on their channels that people look to them as like a, 
a source of inspiration. And the other kind that's worked really well is fashion models as well. So women who are doing fashion, they have collaborations with fashion brands and things like that. That has worked really well in our business. And then we've tried sort of some other different you know, types of influences and it just hasn't worked as well. So I think like identifying those specific kind of niches, even though fitness has nothing to do with hair extensions, it just ties together so well because it's the same ideal client. It's the same audience, you know? So I think that's really important to look for other industries or other kind of complementary industries that can work with yours and then looking for people within that industry. Because if you get one, then you can kind of keep going and getting more of them. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're unsure and like you think like you've gone to the comments, you found someone, but you're still like unsure if their demographic is going to align with you, you can absolutely always ask for their insights on their Instagram and their um, TikTok as well because they can show you like the percentage of female versus male um, followers and you're kind of, especially if you're selling like a beauty product or hair or women's clothing you're wanting like majority of women so that's also something you can just ask and reach out for um and usually people are more than happy to send you their insights especially if you're working with them it's kind of like a give and take kind of service so yeah I think as well another point too is that we don't always go in immediately with a contract and like a full year-long contract or something like that if we're unsure about someone we'll get them in and say hey just come in for like a blow wave or some styling we can meet you we can see if you're a good fit and then see what kind of content they create and then go from there with like maybe a bigger contract or a year-long contract or something or even do a six-month one if you're a little bit unsure and then you can reassess again in six months I think that's something people worry about is thinking I've got to go offer them something so huge and so big but that doesn't always have to be the case like sometimes it's nice to ease into things a little bit and test the waters see how it goes see what kind of result you get and then take the next step from them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. Like similar when I worked in fashion, we'd start sending them a smaller package and then depending on how often they posted for us, how engaging they were. And we obviously had discount codes that could reflect how many like leads that they could generate for us. And the more that they had, obviously we would um, send them more and like more frequently and give them bigger packages. I guess for businesses out there, if you are giving out discount codes, you do have to be careful that none of them are ending up on like the discount code websites. I know that that happens a lot. So if that does happen, you can just give them a new discount code to use just to make sure that you're actually accurately tracking the progress with that. Um, And then I guess for industries where you wouldn't have a discount code, you can have a referral, like who referred you and like, I guess we do forms at our salons and we ask them where they saw us and like who they found out from and stuff like that. So kind of tracking how everyone's working as well as if they're posting the photo or the video that you um, contracted to have, how many comments are they getting? How many likes are they getting? Like what's the comment section talking about? Are they talking about their hair or are they talking about their outfit? You know what I mean? Like you've got to like gauge like what kind of content they're posting. And if it's not aligning, you can reassess and I think having a contract in place always definitely helps especially like people are forgetful and like just chasing people up um, is a big part of the job I guess Um, it's not one of the funnest parts but it's definitely something that you have to do to ensure that you're getting your value for money yeah I was actually just going to say that because I know a few of my clients have worked with 
influencers and they're like, oh, they're not giving me the results that I asked for or they're not producing the content that I wanted. And I I want to just point out that that is actually very common. So if Oh, absolutely, all the time. And that's why it's so important to like find the right people to start with and make sure that the content that they are posting is something that you would want your brand to be having. So like, and then also another thing, it's a collaboration, especially if you're paying these people and they send you over the content for approval first and you're not happy with it, you're more than in your rights to be like, we're looking more for this kind of thing. And you could send examples of photos or videos that are more aligned with what you're wanting so that they can have a better understanding, I guess, of what their expectations are. And you can even have that at the start. Like I know like I usually will put like I want an in-salon video experience, uh, like six stories while you're in and before and afters and just like making it super clear and defined so that, it can eliminate all of these, but chasing up content is just going to be something that always happens um, no matter what the industry, no matter who the influencer is, but just staying on top of that and tracking their progress of the contract. Yes. No, I couldn't agree more with influencers. I think that is such a good point. And I think it's good to like make that known because if you haven't worked with influencers before, you're just kind of starting out in that world. It can be really daunting and you can get really disappointed if they're not producing the content. So that's amazing that you said like, you do have to chase them up. That's just a part of it. And don't be afraid to ask for what you want and ask for the specific content that you want. I think that's such a good point. I just wanted to touch on TikTok again with the analytics. I know you talked a little bit, even with the influencer marketing, you know, getting a discount code, how would you, like, what sort of metrics would you focus on for your TikTok? Because I know a lot of people focus on the likes or the views and things like that, or how many followers they have, but what would you say are like the key metrics that you should be focusing on to grow your business? Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's the obvious like followers and then views, um, making sure your videos are all like staying relevant and up to date. But another thing I just back to shares and comments, I think that's just creating a community, creating engagement and making your page a place where it's delivering content that's giving people either informative information, showing them something super interesting and just that just is a metric to show that you're doing really well um, with the content you're producing. So I think just like shareability and comments, people are engaging. I think other two main ones to um, like look to, to kind of track how well your videos are performing. Yeah. I love that. I think that's something that we often like don't think about is like the shareability or the, you know, the saves that you might get. Cause that really does help. Yeah. The people are wanting to come back later. If they're saving, they want to like rewatch your video, which just means you've done an amazing job. So, or they saving it to show their friend or to show in our industry to show their hairdresser what amazing work we did and can you recreate this you know what I mean just things like that so yeah I think they're super important from a business perspective and seeing okay this one actually got the most like recreate don't be afraid to recreate the content that's worked well for you like if that video pops off do another one like and it doesn't matter if it's like oh are they all too similar no that's just working for you and just keep that going and then obviously try new things and 
see like test things but yeah definitely if something's working for you make that your thing and just continue going with it yes that is so true and I know what we've done on a few of our videos is if a sound has worked really well on a video we'll just use it again make a different video but with the same sound like don't be afraid because no one's going to be like oh wait they used that sound you know four weeks ago I can't believe they're using it no one's even going to remember (laughs) like just try different things and you know read exactly what you said keep doing what's working and I'd love to know as well what would you say to someone who is maybe afraid because they don't know how to create original content like do you think it's okay to kind of recreate content that's already out there or do you feel like they just have to come up with original ideas you don't need to recreate the wheel it's already made and there's already formats and stuff that work so my advice for people that are kind of not sure what to post would be Go on the pages that are similar to your brand. Who are you looking up to? Like, who do you always follow? Who are you like, oh, that's so cool. That kind of made me want to start. Like, go and look at what they're doing, see what's performing well, and just kind of make like a kind of a content bank of all those things that you think are like would work well for your business. And then you don't need to start a whole new trend. Like, that's the point of trends. People recreate other people's things and that's what TikTok is I guess and I feel like Instagram's becoming more and more like this um what you said about using the same songs that's because they're trending and your audio is gonna get pushed out to more people because that is the hot song right now it's um it's working in the algorithm so always staying up to date with like the trending sounds and there's trending audios that can work for your business like funny audios that you can be like I can recreate that for my brand but then Yeah, I think just finding out who you're like attracted to in terms of content and finding out what works for that. And then you can kind of recreate it for your business. It's no one's going to be like, they copied that. It's not like that anymore um, in the content world. It's just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I love like those kind of videos. So I think you can just find a way to make it your own, but it doesn't have to be a completely new trend or a new idea. It can just be a recreation but showing your brand and like making sure that you your brand personality is reflected in that but it doesn't have to be a whole new idea yes I agree and like you you are the only person that is like you and that's like your superpower essentially so just reflecting that is so good and I know as well we look to other industries like I know personally I look at a lot of like lash companies or cosmetic injectables or beauty salons and like I look at what other industries that are kind of related what they're doing and they're doing some amazing things and then I get inspiration from that or I'll look at companies in the US or the UK and like what are they doing so it's good to I think to look outside of your little world and your kind of like industry and look at like what other people are doing and recreate some things there as well and I'm wondering too how would you recommend finding those trending sounds I think um what you were saying before I'll just go back to that first is like I would recommend maybe like once a month or once a fortnight especially if you're like what do I even post is taking a few hours and going through those competitors, going to similar brands overseas and just making a bank of that and then scheduling out your plan for the next month or so. And like, then you can be organized and ready, but obviously you can have that, but you still want to have the trends and the current videos that we were just discussing. So to find that, I guess you have to just consistently see what is going on you if you're not on there you won't know what is going on so once you're on it all the time you're starting to see a bit of a trend form the earlier you jump on a trend 
the more views you're going to get because you've jumped on that early. Whereas if you're on the kind of the downside of the the trend slope, I guess, it's not going to go as well as it could have if you were on the upper. So I just think always being on the platform, saving things, trying to like, I don't know, you just have to be on there to know what's working. So yeah, I guess that's a big part of the job when you're in marketing, but for other business owners, it's just jump on there and do a 10 minute scroll and see what audios are coming up and what other brands are doing. I think it's really important. Definitely. Um, I was going to add as well. I haven't used it recently, but I have an app called Real Trends. It's like R-E-E-E-L trends. And it's a really good app too for finding trending audios. And it will actually use as AI to predict what is going to work because they take the data from what's working. And it'll even show you like this, this reel has, this sound has already trended and now it's on the downward, or it will show you like it's starting to trend upwards. And next week it's predicted to be up here. So you can almost like get ahead of the game a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Getting ahead is where you're going to get the most views there and optimize that trend and that audio. Um, And I know that Instagram has also started to incorporate the arrow trending up um, feature on there. If you click on the audio sound, if you um, were interested. I love that. That's so good. I guess I also would like to know, you know, there's obviously trends that kind of come and go on TikTok. How do you sort of incorporate these trends, but still maintain your authenticity and your brand? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's just, you can use a trending sound, but you have to be creative, I guess, in thinking like, how can we make this relevant to our brand? Or like, how what's a funny way that we can relate this to our industry? And just like, I don't know, I always sit there brainstorming, like, what's the caption going to be? But like, that's like one of the big factors is like making it on brand for you. But I guess you just have to be witty with it. And just like, I will listen to it a few times and visualize like, how is this going to work for us? Or even if you've seen other similar brands use a certain caption or something on a trending audio, you can kind of take inspiration from that as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think something we do really well is we include our whole team on the content creation process. Like we have a group chat on Instagram that's, we've got one for the e-commerce wholesale business and for the salons. And we put in funny videos or things that we find. So there's, you know, on the salon side, there's literally like 20 of us all looking for content ideas. And then we put it in that group. And I think that's good too. Like if you do have a team to kind of include them in the process as well and be like, let's make a group where we can find things together. And when we can, you know, come up with ideas. So that way, especially if you are running a business and you're feeling like you've got to do everything yourself, it's so nice to be able to have that help from your team to get their input on different ideas as well, to save some time and energy on that no absolutely I love our group chats because the girls who are in them are actual hairdressers and they know the the humor and the like behind all the videos whereas I'm just doing the marketing so I find them really helpful even if like you don't use that you kind of know what the industry what's showing up on their pages as well because especially with our wholesale business we're wanting to target hairdressers specifically and it's a bit like salon owners. So I want to know what's popping up on all these salons pages. So I find it super interesting to kind of stay up to date with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just to kind of finish off, do you have any like best tips or anything that you would like to share? Yes, of course. I think the, my main tips are consistency. I guess um, creating a schedule 
that can help you be on top of the content that you need to post, um, doing regular content days and planning ahead for the month. I need these videos and like banking that all up at once. Um, and then you can kind of go ahead and schedule that from there so that you are staying on top of it and being consistent. I think that's the main thing with TikTok and Instagram is consistently showing up on the platform and using all the features on there. So that would be doing your stories, your reels, your posts, and as well as engaging with other users, like commenting on their photos and engaging back and replying to comments and stuff like that, just consistently being available and there and creating that kind of community. And TikTok just like consistently um, consistency, seeing what's trending, staying up to date with that, using the new features. And um, yeah, I think just also following people that are in your community back and kind of creating that space. I think that would be my main tips on establishing your brand. And we want to create a sense of community with your page um, so that people will engage more and relate to that a bit more. So yeah, I think they're my biggest tips. I love that. I think that's a really good point too about doing the content days. That's something that we do in I know I feel like I'm always on about batching on this podcast too for every aspect of the business but definitely for social media because the feedback I get from so many of other business owners as my clients is it's exhausting and they feel overwhelmed by it and having to post every day and it's like so much pressure but I think batching content doing a content day smashing it all out over a few hours and then having videos to use for the next you know month or so is such a stress relief and it makes things so much easier and I know like in our business it's so much easier when we have those content days and then we've got the content ready to go for the next few weeks and you're not trying to scramble every single day trying to just find something random to post, which is probably also not going to be your best content either if you are kind of operating like that. So I think that's a really good point. And absolutely. And I think just off that, once you do batch, if you are stressed out about having to be consistently on your phone and posting, there are platforms such as we use plan or there's so many different varieties of that, that you can implement where you can add all of the content that you've just taken and then Add the date and it will schedule onto your accounts um and so you don't even have to worry about it if you do it like every like twice a month even if you're a smaller brand um and just have that consistently going on there and just doing those content days that's going to help you take the stress off if you're doing everything yourself i guess for the smaller business owners so that you don't have to be always posting and consistent but my tip with that is just to still make sure that you're with the trends. Like you can schedule everything out, but if something's popping off, making sure you're kind of going there and creating that and staying on top of that while you still have everything else scheduled. That, that's a good point too, actually, because I've heard people say like, oh, I'm three months in advance with my scheduling. And I'm like, with yeah. your content, I'm like, well, how do you know what's going to, what you're creating now is going to yeah. be popular in three months. So that's a good point. Like you, yeah. you definitely want to make sure you're staying ahead of those trends. I think um, when it comes to scheduling reels and videos, like I like to make the things that I schedule more long-term have a bit more longevity, wherever it be like behind the scenes or like kind of like stuff that isn't going to have an expiry date, whereas more of like the tense, like the trends that are like here and now and they out the door in two weeks. Like I like to just make sure I'm getting those when they're happening. Um, and so that's definitely a tip. So you can schedule and make sure it's you're not posting 
a trend that's been and gone for scheduled for four weeks time kind of thing. That's a really good point. Yeah. So good. Um, and I guess just one last question, yeah. what would you kind of say that maybe business owners are potentially doing like something that they might be doing, or you see a lot online that doesn't really work that well that you think needs to go? Ooh. That's a good point. I feel like just using static images is a big thing that I see brands do and they're not implementing any of the the reels or anything that people are actually consuming. I guess like you click on a reel on Instagram and it just takes you all to reels. Like you're completely gone from the photo side of Instagram now. So brands that are just doing still images and not like creating the video content, I find I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're missing out on most of your views and like new audiences that you're going to reach because I feel like with Instagram reels they are building and becoming more of a you can go a bit more viral on them whereas a static post makes it almost impossible to go viral these days on Instagram so I would just recommend getting that video content whether it be like turning that still image into a video, like no matter what it is, like that will help you more than just having it as a stagnant photo. So definitely getting onto the videos, it's a bit more time consuming to make, but they don't have to be crazy long videos. It can just be a short snippet. Yes. I love that. I think that yeah. is such, such a good point. Like I see that a lot too, and it just, it's just not, it's an outdated strategy and it's not working yeah. anymore. So yeah, I agree. I think videos are the future. Videos so I just want to stay onto that because who knows, Instagram might even turn into a TikTok soon. Like you've just got to. Yeah, you've got to move with the times. <laughs> yeah, you've got to move with the times. So yeah, that would be my biggest point if you're not creating that video content is to get onto it right now and get ahead of that curve. I you're going to get more followers, more viewers and um, more people onto your website from there. Definitely. That's so good. And I hope that from listening to this episode, anyone listening, if you don't have a TikTok, I hope this has inspired you to go and start yeah. a TikTok and jump on that trend. Um, but thank you so much for joining me, Bridget. I really appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge and insights. It's been really fun talking with you. Oh my gosh. It's been a pleasure. I love talking about anything social media. So I'm happy to be here and thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow, what an amazing episode. We covered so many topics. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Bridget. It was so much fun just taking that time to sit down and ask her all the questions that I know you guys have been asking me. Some of the questions that I asked her were direct questions that you guys have asked me, whether it's through coaching calls or just on Instagram, I've been asked these questions. So it was really cool to actually be able to answer them and to have Bridget speak from her wealth of knowledge on all things social media and TikTok. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be back next week. I'll see you guys then. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.